Hello, and welcome to the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide. I'm Cass Rowland. And I'm Jude Furlong. We're your hosts, as ever, uh, and we're actually the only experts in the field, I've decided. There's no one else. There's no one else. I'd like to formally take away everyone else's qualifications. Um, And today we're talking about the Enfield monster, or the Enfield whore, or whatever it is you want to call it. Although uh, not the Enfield haunting, that's something else. <laughs> I learned this last night while doing my very professional research on the subject. Um, thought it was the ghost in the Conjuring series, and I stopped. I stopped looking at it because I don't mess with that at night. <laughs> there's the Enfield haunting. There's the Enfield phantom. There's the Enfield whatever. Right? Yes. I. I feel like England and New England are these just regions that really love ghosts. Yeah, I get that. I get that impression. Thank God for Illinois. Willing to have a fucking disgusting monster instead. Just like normal people. Right? Thank God. So the Enfield monster is this Illinois creature with three legs around around four feet tall. Um, just, a, just a horrible little thing. I kind of love it. Yeah, when I picture it moving, I picture it kind of like lurching a little bit, but like fast, like fast now, lurching. See, according to one report, it was like when it was crossing the train tracks, taking its time. Not in any sort of hurry. It's saunters. Just, take, just taking its time. <laughs> this is, <laughs> you know those people on a walk who are walking like seemingly slower than you are, yet still outpace you? That's everyone that I meet. Everyone <laughs> lower than me. <laughs> but no, those who those among us blessed with the long legs and the long strides that just kind I'm of so, That's the thing. I don't feel like legs. this thing has long legs. It just has more of them. That's true. Do you think having more legs makes you faster or slower? I don't know. I mean, weirdly enough, whenever I imagine this thing, I keep imagining it in like a crab walk situation. Not necessarily that it walks side to side, just that its ambulation is similar. Yeah, it kind of wobbles. It's it's a grayish colored, four and a half feet tall, two little short arms, big pink eyed, three legged creature. This is delightful. Like I would love just a plush of this thing. <laughs> it's it's not even that disgusting. Even in like the image where they try and make him nasty, I look at him and I just think, oh well, you're sort of like a Care Bears. Sp- one-off special villain you're sort of like a you antagonized the my little ponies back in the 1980s didn't you i'm not sure if we're looking at the same disgusting one because the disgusting image that i'm looking at he's all wrinkly the arms like are coming out of where i'd expect a very different thing to be Um, oh like it like his like his you know his you know yeah that (laughs) and then and then it looks like the it very much looks like there's a tail that's also another arm, which can no, no, no. me. Here, here, let me let me pitch you this one. This is my favorite. This is what I take to be the canonical Enfield horror. <laughs> He's just sort of delightful. He's just sort of a wrinkly old man in this one. Okay, that one is much cuter. I do like that one. Right. I look at like, that one and I'm like, is- I'm not going to let you in, but like, I'm not going to chew you away. This is like some sort of, this is like an 80s villain's hench person, right? This isn't, 
This is not like a monster, guys. This is an escaped lab rat that wanted to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> so I feel like for the first time, we're actually discussing a monster that really... I, I don't really regard most of the cryptids we've talked about as scary, but I get it. And then I look at this thing, and I think, okay, I guess with the claws, but like, it's four and a half feet tall. Just kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll send you what I saw, my first impression. It's it's like really weird and great. I, I see this image all the time, and I have no yeah. idea where it comes from. This one is terrible. The one that you sent is like this little gray puddle. Yeah. This one's kind of like a few things just kind of shoved together. Yeah, now this one reminds me of like a lot of just like there was this game called The Clay Fighters uh that was sort of like a joke on Mortal Kombat because it like used claymation models to animate its fighters. So oh, it would take oh. it would take the frames and then it would pixelate them and put them into the game. And it just reminds me of one of those, like that or Killer Instinct. I look at this thing and I'm like, oh, you you look like a video game. You look like a pre-rendered video game model. You yeah. look like you were in Donkey Kong Country. Eh. <laughs> eh. This is a really weird type of creature that does not fit into most biological preconceptions. It's not humanoid, even really ostensibly like the way... Like, you could argue the Flatwoods monster is sort of humanoid, at least. What with the two arms and the mostly, like, vertical structure. You could argue that, like, pretty much all the stuff we've talked about so far has been roughly humanoid. And then there's, like, Fresno Nightcrawlers and their pants. Yeah. Although I will say... Yeah? I will say the first person who saw this did say... I don't trying to find the quote, like, but essentially said, yeah, this is like a disgusting little gremlin, but it looks kind of human. <laughs> got three legs, but it looks, it looks kind of human. Um, yeah. Aside from, you know, the, the unusual footprints and the six toe pads and the, right. the, the weird little noise that was making. Cause it was trying to, you know, get into its home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hen- Henry McDaniel, the first person to report seeing the Enfield horror. Uh, McDaniel's children told him of a creature scratching the house. McDaniel went to investigate, found himself face to face with this awful little gremlin, um, and then tried to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Like any good red blooded American would do. <laughs> I feel like that's been like the protocol for every one of these situations, regardless of state. Just like, hey, did you see that? Hold on. <laughs> I can't wait to get noise. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't yeah. do it either. I can't do it. <laughs> but no, he said he added later that it was quote almost like a human body, so mm. not like a human person, but a human body. So like a corpse, like a little zombie man. Huh. But bad and gross. There were there were a couple of other sightings, and what gets me about this is this is not a Flatwoods monster situation where we're sort of left to pick up the pieces of like ten people all saw the same thing, except they keep none of them have the same story about what it is. Cause like with this one, it's sort of seen across town at different points in time, and different people don't their stories mostly match up is the thing. Yeah. 
like this really gets me. This isn't like it even had time to spread because this uh, this was from like this was April twenty fifth was the first sighting, and like a couple sightings more were had on May sixth, and I think there may have been one or two others, um, but they were all roughly within the same time span of like two weeks, and I guess that's enough time to spread. But like, it's not a Bigfoot. This is not like a easy thing to just I don't know it feels it doesn't feel more real to me but something about it smacks weird when you think about like huh these stories match up I will say though one of my favorite parts about this is the little boy Yeah, there was a 10 year old Greg Garrett who claims that the monster was in his yard and like shredded his shoes up and stuff and then after they failed to find any evidence of it the 10-year-old boy said that he never actually saw it and just wanted to tease <laughs> his neighbor, Henry McDaniel, who kept obsessing about this monster. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that that kid. Because, like, McDaniel saw it, like, a few times. First saw it outside his house, then saw it, like, on the railroad tracks, then saw it in his nightmares a few times, you know, then saw a rendering of it on, you know, his bank statement. Like, just saw it everywhere. God, the poor, absolutely, like, Henry, you ever, you ever had problems with hallucinations, Henry? Henry? No, 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 the monster, it's there, it's, 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 it's my personal assistant now, what are you talking about? It brings me breakfast every morning. <laughs> Tell me, if this is a hallucination, how did this note get here that says I'm real? Henry, that's <laughs> in your handwriting. Is it? Just a Jekyll and Hyde situation, but... <laughs> Henry McDaniel is the Enfield monster. <laughs> oh, uh, there were apparently like two hunters who say they witnessed a gray monkey. And maybe it could have just been like a monkey. That's, I mean, four feet, four and a half feet tall. It's a big monkey, but that's not unbelievable. Yeah, you know Tail all the gray monkeys? All the gray monkeys that live in southern Illinois? Well, maybe not like live there, but you know. The exotic animal pet. It was the 1970s. No, they live in a little artist commune. Yeah, but come you on. Haven't like, heard, you haven't heard of the Gray Monkeys of Southern Illinois? Kaz, the famous artist commune? Kaz, play with me in this space. Is my thing of maybe like an escaped Gray Monkey got out weirder than, yeah, it was a three feet, four and a half feet tall, it uh, had big pink eyes, claws. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yes. Mostly human, though. I would say mostly human. Sure, we're all going to draw it collectively to look like uh, that goop from the MLP movie, <laughs> like from 1980, a couple of years. <laughs> this will serve as the inspiration for that. But mostly human, I would say. Is my thing weirder than that? Play with me in this fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> look, my thing is exotic animal pet trade is booming. I don't know if it is, but this seems like the right time period for it. I mean, because how long is that shipping going on? I, we oh, all watched Tiger King. Did you? I you did. You watched Tiger I, King? I know. It wasn't. I, there was a lot of shit that should have been fixed, as we discovered in the uh, the, the follow-up episode. They're like post-credits episode. But point being, Exotic Able Petrate's been kicking it for a while now. It, listen, if I was attacked by a macaque... At uh, how late was this encounter? Nine thirty p.m. <laughs> if I was the cat, if I was attacked 
by a macaque at 9.30 p.m. Listen, that's when I'm least ready for a, a macaque attack. I've just started to, like, get ready for bed. I'm, what? I'm, re- I'm reading the local news. I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, it's time to just calm my brain down and relax. I would argue that's when I'm most prepared for something to I, attack. That's the thing. I don't want to think about being attacked by a monkey, which plagues the th- my thoughts the rest of the day as, as an Illinois man in this hypothetical space. At 9.30 p.m., I've just had a small donut treat with my coffee to, to really rest myself. And I'm sitting in bed with, with my wife. Does Henry McDaniel have a wife? I don't know. Yes, McDaniel has a wife. <laughs> I'm sitting in bed with my wife, who has just returned home. And I say to myself, I'm just completely unprepared to be attacked by a monkey. And that's fine. I have so and I think questions. At that, I think at that point, I could be convinced that like a monkey was anything else. Because that's when I least want to be attacked by a monkey. I, w- I would see it and I would say, no, no monkeys today. I dealt with one of you motherfuckers the other day. I won't let it happen again. <laughs> it had to be I something else. I just survived a monkey attack coming home from work. Not this again. <laughs> this is Enfield, Illinois, where all the abandoned exotic pets run away to. I was I was thrown away pythons this morning. Come on, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I also love how, like, it's Henry, the father, that really freaked out over this, and not his son that came up and was like, hey, dad, there's some weird shit going on outside the house. Oh, either of his two kids. There are two kids involved in this. There are two of them? Yeah, there's uh, Henry and Little. Henry had a son named Henry? Henry, Henry Jr., Henry and Little. Lil. Lil? Is it Lil? Lil? Is it meant to be an abbreviation of Little, or is it just like Lil short for Lily? Oh, but this is really sweet, though. They said that they said the creature hid behind the rose bushes when Henry <laughs> came out. He hid among the roses. That's so yeah. sweet. Henry, Henry Jr. and Lil. Henry Jr. and Lil. Per the Enfield horror, what happened there, but I don't know how trustworthy this source is, if I'm being frank, on anominatealien.com. I do like the title of the article, though, just the Enfield horror. What happened there? <laughs> Guys, what happened there? Maybe on this podcast we can answer that question for you. <laughs> what, just, what's just, the deal? What's the deal with this gray bit of goop? But no, I just, I love the image of, like, Henry's like, oop, gotta get my gun, and goes out and just sees this tiny little thing in the bushes, like, hey, 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 hey. This poor four and a half foot thing, this little, this short king. Let him in! <laughs> Give him a blanket! Maybe he wants to be a part of the family. Oh, Maybe this was the E.T. Him. story you could have had, Henry McDaniel. Adopt him! <laughs> Oh, okay. So this is, I don't know if I trust a nominalian on this one, just in general, but uh, Henry McDaniel does say, it hissed like a wildcat and jumped away, 
covering approximately 75 feet in three hops. What? Disappearing by some nearby railroad track. So. I'm sorry, 75 feet in three hops. That's 25 feet per hop. At least. Four foot tall thing with three legs. I'm sorry, I don't doubt, I don't believe that this thing can jump more than a foot at a time. No, I come on, three legs. I think you it would use, try and it would fall and it would like. No, no, you use one as a counterbalance and then like launch yourself with the other two. No, no, no. Like it a, would get like a little bit off the ground and then it would like it wouldn't have like aimed properly and then it would fall on the ground. It would roll around and it would just kind of make a shrieking noise as it tried to get back to its feet. Cass, have you ever seen how Tigger jumps? Where he'll like with the tail. He'll squat and he'll like twist up his tail and then just like use that from and just shoot it out behind. So he's basically yeah, like it's a, a living pogo animal. stick. No, 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 no. It's got a large like, vertical leap. In in a lot of the the specials, he'll like launch himself forward by what? using his tail, forward? essentially like like a pump behind him. Yeah, he squats and then he like shoots out his tail behind. And that's what I'm imagining here with the with the third leg as the tail. What do you think? Do you think there are bones in that third leg? Why would there not be? You can't exactly wind up your leg. And Cass, what are the guarantees that any of this thing's bones agree with the laws of physics? It it it, it invades this man's imagination. Who's to say it abides by our rules? <laughs> I do want to talk about the next time that McDaniel saw it, because I think this kind of proves that there might be there might be a little something to do with the time frame in which the sightings are occurring, because yeah. the next sighting takes place at three a.m. Oh God, yeah, late night. You have just been woken up by a horrible noise outside, scratching at your door. Yeah, I saw something moving out on the railroad track, and there it stood. I didn't shoot at it or anything. It started down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or anything. Called in to the local radio station at three in the morning. After his neighbor's dogs woke him up. <sighs> I mean, what if it's just like a cat? Like a big cat. McDaniel quickly called the police and an Illinois state troopers who responded to the call found tracks like those of a dog, except they had six toe pads. Yeah, maybe this is just like a weird dog. I could believe a dog being four and a half feet tall, big pink guys. Come on, that's like that's just where purebreds end up. That would have to be like <laughs> I'm just imagining one of those little mop dogs <laughs> just pawing at the house, trying and, to get in. And Henry McDaniel just taking out his gun. I have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, you little monster! I'm gonna get you. Just this sad dog. I want to be let inside, (laughs) Mr. McDaniel. Let me in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just can't. The Enfield monster seems so helpless to me. Like, it did, like, tear a kid's shirt and shoes, but, like. That was accidental. The kid does not seem hurt and even in the reports that like leave them the most scared it seems like the dad does freak out i agree with you the dad freaks out way more than the kids do 
because the kids just get over it. So I can't help but feel that this was kids either imagination or like they were just, you know, roughed up by a big dog. Got a big theory. So do you remember Monsters, Inc.? Yes. So when I was little, there was a big thing where they sold a lot of Halloween costumes inspired by it. Mm-hmm. And they sold actually like a Sully Halloween costume. And oh. I would go and I would like, I wore it for Halloween, but it was very comfortable. And so I would just kind of wear it around the house sometimes. And I eventually just climbed a tree with it and just hung out there. Uh-huh. And there's, a, there's a picture of like, I don't know, like five year old me just hanging out in a maple tree, right. like in this giant fuzzy blue costume. Well, what if it was one of those? And there was just a local neighborhood kid that was, like, running around in, like, a little monster costume. Just, like, pranking old, crazy Henry McDaniel. I feel like that's... I, given the nature of what we know about Henry McDaniel, where he is getting pranked by other kids in the neighborhood. My thing with the Enfield horror or monster, uh, it's, it's one of these small-town creatures that really breaks certain molds and it fits into, I was talking about this with you last night. I think it fits in like the weirdo category. I'm looking at the way some sites categorize it and it's just freak. <laughs> just a horrible just little thing. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't fit into any models of what we have. It's not like a Bigfoot like it's not a lake monster and the lake monsters are almost universally like, big lake animal or ancient creature. And then you have like extraterrestrials and they're more allowed to break the norm. But like the only thing we've seen so far that fits into what this category is like the Fresno nightcrawlers who are considerably on the more normal end of the spectrum. This thing is just like a horrid little creature with no explanation about what it is or where it's from. And it's just weird like this is how a lot of lumberjack creatures are like there's a three-legged lumberjack creature called the tripadero and there's like the slide rock bolter and they were just weird because the point was to scare your fellow lumberjacks with how random and weird they could be he's just fucking uh, he's just a fucking oddball it's just a weird little gross thing like i don't really know what to do with this creature just like looking at it because like because of how odd the description is, it really could be anything. I I remember like on the Wikipedia, they were like, well, some people suggested it could be a kangaroo. Which it's as likely as anything. Yeah. Large dogs, calves, bears, deer, wild cats. Yeah, it, it is easier to think of what it could not be. Like Actually, is it? I can't think of a thing it wouldn't be. It's not a car. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to limit myself to not a fish although, or a bird. Although I will say, two bright flashlight light headlights could be a car. <laughs> it's a very tiny car. What we're dealing with here is not actually some strange fuzzy creature. What we are dealing with is in fact a werewolf buggy. <laughs> It's this is Kirby the Love Bug <laughs> if if struck by a terrible, terrible curse. If cursed by a witch. 
I want to I want to see her be the love bug werewolf edition. Give me furry the love bug. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's probably not a fish. Right. It, would, it needs to be able to breathe. Could be an amphibian. Um, it doesn't look scaly enough to be any form of like a reptile type thing because it does have like the little hairs on it, but mm-hmm. it does have like the claws of a reptile. It also could be a bird because uh, of the talons. Um, it, has, it has little sticky toe pads on some of them, so maybe a frog type thing. Right. You know, maybe it's related to like a a little batch of concrete that didn't dry quite right. You know, uh, maybe it's an alien. Maybe it's a demon. Who knows? My thing with these, and this is a very broad statement I'm about to do because we did we did look at the Falk monster, but I feel like whenever it's location name and then like horror, monster, demon. That means they don't actually know what it is. It, especially if they say demon or devil, they're like, well, it could just, it could be anything. It could be the devil. Mm-hmm. And like more often than not, it's just sort of like a descriptor for how evil and vile it is instead of that it is actually supernatural and demonic. <laughs> it could be attached to literally anything. I could describe the Enfield poltergeist in Enfield, London as an Enfield horror. Oh yeah, I, that's terrifying. That one is scary. Cause that's I, like that's horror movie level stuff. That's that's literally like the the I don't remember I know was the original conjuring based on the like two paranormal investigators? Yeah. yeah. That have that one museum. Yeah. Um I what is the conjuring two based on? Uh Based on making money off Conjuring One, because <laughs> I know I know in one of them there's the horrible little doll, right? That's horrible, that's awful. Uh, if it's not clear from this, I don't like dolls. They scare me. They are the devil. Um, but no, just like poltergeists, I don't vibe with. But like this could this little Enfield Illinois monster. Mm-hmm. could be a, a poltergeist that has possessed a clump of dirt or something like an anthill. Huh. Just think of just think about it. You know, you're, so is you're this the ant's vengeance? <laughs> is this their retaliation against all those little 70s girls and boys who would hold the magnifier over the anthill? That's so mean. You, you don't so know mean. about this? I Th- do this know about it. This is something kids do. Oh my god. It was definitely more popular back in the day because, you know, now we have shit like uh, video games instead of the wanton destruction of (laughs) more pitiful forms of life. I mean, I was a kid who would like squish fireflies for fun. Like, it's it's what kids... I know, I would... Truly, I was an evil child. Y'all are the real Enfield horrors. Kids like crushing bugs because they're weird. I once accidentally stepped on an ant and I cried and I held it a little ant funeral and it didn't even die. You're a truer pacifist than I. I I discovered what violence was and decided I would I would work against my terrible, terrible addiction to it. I'm the type of person that when I see a caterpillar crossing the sidewalk, I like stop everyone on the sidewalk. You've probably seen me do this. I stop everyone and I'm like, no one like 
go in this little area until this woolly bear caterpillar has crossed the sidewalk. Woolly bear caterpillar. What's a woolly bear caterpillar? <gasps> Are those the fuzzy ones? Those the fuzzy ones. That's so many kinds of caterpillar. No, That's just fuzzy, a moth caterpillar. The black fuzzy ones that have like their they've got like the brown stripe. That's just a caterpillar that'll be a moth. And then when they when they get scared, they curl up in a little ball. That's also how they sleep. Now, is this a particular kind, or is this just what you call any fuzzy caterpillar? No, this is the specific woolly bear caterpillar. That's the black caterpillar with the brown stripe around it. Oh, oh, this is this is a very cute one. It's my favorite. It's my favorite caterpillar. Okay, hear me out. Caterpillar, but something went horrible wrong. That's the Enfield horror. I'd believe that. I I don't even feel like my absurd ones are that funny just because this shit could be anything. I can't make jokes about this. Wait, no, let me hit you with a terrible, terrible implication you just put out there. Yeah. What happens when it uh, metamorphosizes? (laughs) What does it become? My thought was that this was uh, the thing after it pupated. Oh my god. This is what came out of the chrysalis? Yeah. Uh, again, caterpillar. Something went real bad. It was actually just very normal sized, and then just it all went to shit. <laughs> How is it gonna go south with the rest? <laughs> That's what it's trying to do. That's why it's catching the train. What if? What if it's a sentient wasp's nest? <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know how I would react if I saw this in real life. I think depending on how it was presented to me, I'd either think it was very scary or very funny. Mm-hmm. I don't normally say this about the monsters that we cover, but I think there are some circumstances in which I would actually start laughing if I saw this. Not in like the way that I laugh at something where I'm like, oh, that's like funny, haha. But like, you know how sometimes I make that noise that sounds like laughing when I've just experienced something deeply fucked up and I don't know how to respond to it? Mm-hmm. It's like it sounds like I'm laughing, but I'm not having a good time. That would be me in this situation. And then I would pray. <laughs> I'm very I don't know. I think if I saw it, I would have the the same reaction I do to most people shorter than me, which is that I bully them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even that tall. I think I think once you hit like 5'10", but before you're 6'2", you're hit with this like undeniable confidence about how tall you are in the world. And it, ju- it just makes you want to bully other people. Until you meet your 6'4 roommate. Oh, God, I can't deal with that. There are some fucking giants in the Midwest. The, the corn makes them grow big. Minnesota is the land of the tall, blonde Scandinavians. I I did Nordic skiing for a very 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 brief period in high school. Every single every single person there, six foot tall, paler than an eggshell colored wall, um, named something like Sorensen or Salvison or Finlayson or Askovson or something very offensively Scandinavian. Okay, let me hit you with this one. Is it one of a kind? The Enfield monster? The Enfield monster. Occam's razor dictates that we just say there's only one. It's just there were multiple sightings. 
It's a special boy. Do you think the Enfield monster is no longer a monster in Enfield? Like it just moved on, just packed up its bags and picked a picked a new mo- place to haunt. You know, I think after it got shot at multiple times, I think it realized it deserved better. It I, I think I would move out of Illinois, too, if I was shot at multiple times by Henry McDaniel specifically. Well, so there was a group of little hunting boys that tried to... Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, I there, shouldn't there call them like, little boys. They were full-grown adults, but... There, there were a couple of, like, vigilantes, like, this is a danger to the town. Yeah, they went into <laughs> we the We have work. to capture this shit. And then the sheriff was like, okay, now nah, hold on, boys. <laughs> the sheriff was like, I don't know about all this guns business, y'all. Oh, here we go. So we are... Let let me hit you with this, Cass. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the first cryptid on the podcast that's been subject to, like, actual rigorous scientific examination. And do you know what I mean? Miller, Meatuses, and Mathers uh, paper from 1978 that uses this as a case study in sociology oh, and yes. social contagions. Yeah. For once, we're seeing a cryptid subject to scientific analysis by well, by proclaiming the cryptid as bullshit and using the bullshit as analysis. Well, as much as I love sociology, I can't exactly call it science. It's a social science. Come on, this I this is some this is some great social psychology in this one. And this one actually has a little more information on the timeline because apparently there was a fucking radio broadcast which would make me a bit more suspicious. Of everyone else talking about it. Uh, the news director of radio station WWK1 Kokomo, Indiana, had been dispatched to Enf- in Enfield. Uh, it broadcast their reporter's statement that at least three other residents of Enfield had seen something strange. Among those residents was a 10 year old boy who lived near Mr. M's house, uh, who claimed that about an hour prior to Mr. I-, I think this was the little boy who pranked him. Greg? Yeah, I think that might be the same little boy. By Friday, April 27th, stories of the Enfield monster had been released to both AP and UPI news services and were being printed in newspapers throughout the state. Got famous. Uh, okay, so definitely within that two-week time frame, everyone's stories could have been like, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, that little cryptid we talked about in the news, I've seen it. I've seen it five minutes ago. <laughs> My house. Yes, I do Hold have on. a great terrier, but it's not that one. It's that one. Tuesday, almost three weeks since the first monster sighting. By Tuesday, May 15th, almost three weeks since the first monster sighting, and a week after the arrest of the five monster hunters, the Carmi Times include two items. One discussed the building of a calf pen by an Enfield resident who, in response to his neighbor's inquiries, claimed he was constructing a monster pen. The other item reported that an Ohio resident was offering a $500 reward for information as to the whereabouts of her kangaroo, missing for over a year. The Ohio woman was sure that the Enfield monster was her pet kangaroo. The Enfield incident ended on these whimsical notes, says the paper. What? what? That's, the, that's the words they use. Enfield incident ended on these whimsical notes. I'm so confused. So that's like the last bit of the Enfield timeline is May 15th. People are still trying to like capture it. And that's all that gets reported on it from that point onwards. What do you think the person was going to do if they got an Enfield monster in their Enfield monster pen? Uh, fucking P.T. Barnum, you know, just show it off. It seems like that or like, I am going to find out 
what having three legs does to that taste. Let me, do you think? I'm constructing now, a monster flip- pen like, I hope this doesn't awaken anything inside of me. <laughs> do you think having three legs would mean the third leg is less juicy? One of the footprints was smaller. I Yeah, I do think that if you're using one as like a stable, stabilizing thing, I do think that one gets a little less love and attention. You know, when you go to the gym... Right. You know, you know, there's like the two legs that are in like I mean, roughly the same how do you place, even work that shit? And that's fine. But then you get to the third one and it's just like super awkward and it just doesn't really work and you decide, you know, I'm going to skip this leg. I I'm, I'm going to do legs day and I'll do leg <laughs> day later. And then you never go back for leg day. Right. And then you cancel your gym membership. And then, that's, why, that's why the Enfield monster is so angry. It's just trying to steal other people's gym memberships. Let me go to Lifetime! <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely think that if, if you had two legs that were, you know, pristine, cream of the crop, let you jump a very far distance with very little effort. You jump very good. Ten foot vertical leap. But then you have this other one that's just kind of there. You know, your mom never talked about it because, like, you know, like, oh, it makes you special. But, like, none of the other Enfield monsters have that third leg. It's just <laughs> you. And, like, you're kind of embarrassed by it uh, because, you know, like, it means that, like, you know, one of your legs kind of, you know, replaced a couple other body parts that, you know, you were kind of keen on having just, you know, just in case you needed them. But now you just have a leg. <laughs> and like people don't mention it to to you. But you know, when they leave, they're kinda like that third leg. I don't know about <laughs> it. Like Like no. I'll only go by the railroad tracks at night, because aside from that like weird man that keeps coming out and staring at me, like I can just live my life in peace and no one has to ask me about my legs. I feel bad for the infield monster now. After my soliloquy. I feel bad for it. Oh my god. The boy's report wasn't just like invented by him specifically. This was not a Dennis the Menace. Hey, fuck you, McDaniels. This was a... His parents helped devise the prank. I can't deal with that. They must fucking... Henry McDaniel must be fucking hated in his town. (laughs) Why they were just really cruel. God... They're like, hey, let's let's prank the crazy man in town, you know, get those scissors, shred your shoes, Gary. Apparently Greg. so many of the reports in the news were just like Mr. McDaniel saying that like other people have seen it. You talk to other people, they've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, it, just just ask Johnny down the road. I'm not crazy, and Johnny's like mm. <laughs> Not even, like, the news didn't go to interview these people. It's just Mr. McDaniel in the news saying, like, other people have seen it. Guys. They didn't follow up? That, I guess not. Because like, he never right. gave specific names. <laughs> it's just Mr. McDaniel's going, like, other, other people have seen it. Other people have seen it. The Enfield Monster Science evidenced classic features of social contagion. A. Unverified and unusual sensory experiences. B. 
mobilization processes, and three, mass preoccupations. You know what's, you know what's wild to me? Yeah. This article's in JSTOR. Yeah. It's a, it's a JSTOR article. Not this is peer-reviewed. This is like a cited paper. Oh my god, this is in the Sociological Quarterly. Yeah. They, they made it. Oh yeah. Uh, the Enfield Monsters in Academia, dude. I'm gonna look in the Monsters tab under JSTOR and see if <laughs> anything else we've discussed comes in here. I'm just saying, this monster is a part of the field now. I think... I think the Enfield monster must be involved in all this, frankly. Do you think the Enfield monster got his degree in sociology? Oh, uh, I mean, with three legs, what else are you going to do? Do you think this inspired them to, like, go back to school, and then they were like, oh, what's this sew-in I keep hearing about, and then they majored? Yeah, the Enfield monster is definitely one of the three authors on this paper. (laughs) Miller, D.L., the L stands for legs, obviously. (laughs) The DL means I'm a monster, but keep it on the down low. Oh, uh, I'm just saying, all three, all three of their last names start with M. What else starts with M? Monster. Monster. The Enfield monster engineers this situation, and then goes to goes to like use it for its PhD thesis. Now it's working with his two best buds. I was reading, I was perusing our very favorite website, the Cryptids Wiki. Oh, God. And there was a, a comment that really stuck with me that I, you know, it resonated with me uh, by a fandom user <laughs> that said, quote, this looks like something out of Ghostbusters. <laughs> Not to be confused hey, with the other a fandom user that just commented in all caps, fake. <laughs> which Groot Slang replied, fake is you. God, good for you, Groot Slang. Yeah, fucking get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun. I don't know why that's so funny to me. And then there's also the one that just says, oh, dot, 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 dot. God. What the fuck? Is it, this is all in the Enfield horror section? Yeah, this is all the comment section. It's got two pages. Oh, I'm with Dinoman972 on this. I don't care if it's supposed to be fucking, and Dinoman972, thank you for bleeping yourself, but I'll say it for you. I don't care if it's supposed to be a fucking creep you fear to dream about. Some of these artworks actually make it look like a cutie. Dinoman 972 understands. Thank you, Dino Man. You know, I personally kind of agree with Evanito5667. To me, it just sounds like a fucked up cat. <laughs> to, which, to which someone responded, watch your profanity. <laughs> what person created you, Enfield Monster? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, says a fandom user. Someone just has OMG. <laughs> OMG, that's scary. <laughs> I feel like you really vibe with that person specifically. Yeah. Oh, says El Salmano. This is what a cat phobia see. This is what a, a cat phobia see. 
Oh, they commented it twice. Just to add emphasis. Yeah. I don't believe in bump of the night creatures, but the Enfield horror or Enfield monster, depending on who you ask locally, has always freaked me out. Most people don't know about the swamps, nor of the creatures that drag themselves out of them. I honestly think it was really an old kangaroo. The kangaroo sightings in IL at the time were literally insane. Also, if you were looking for a real-life Stranger Things encounter, Indiana was just a short hop over the New Harmony Bridge. A short hop? Oh! Oh! This person, this is the monster, guys. We found Can they definitively prove they're not the Enfield monster? Can you prove that you do They don't have have a profile picture. And also, if they're not the Enfield monster, like, stop promoting Indiana tourism in an article about Illinois. This is their time to shine. (laughs) But no, I do think my perspective on the Enfield monsters changed quite a lot since we've been recording. Because when I started, I was like, oh, this is the most fucked up little gremlin I've ever seen. Get it away from me. I will I will not touch it with a 20-foot pole. And then there was a point in the middle where I was like, oh, actually, you know, it's kind of cute and like a little sympathetic character, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of have the impression that whatever it was, it just kind of got dunked in the mud and of the swamp. And that's why it looks so heinous. <laughs> it isn't a monster made of mud. It's a monster that got stuck in the mud. Is there actually like a swamp near Enfield? I don't know. I don't think so. What if what if the Enfield monster just got stuck in the mud and was clawing on old Henry McDaniel's house because he infamously had the nicest bathtub in town and the Enfield monster just wanted to soak and get the mud off? <laughs> you see, now we're back to sympathizing with the Enfield monster. I this is actually one of the more well formatted cryptid swiggy. Uh, pages i'm i'm kind of surprised yeah. like it's i i do wish it had more sections a little more discussion but like i wish it had citations uh, especially in this way it's like bolds quotes it and i looked and i think a lot of these might be copy pasted from other sites oh this article contains content copied from the cryptozoologist this oh, is against yeah. the rules here at Cryptid Wiki. You can help the cryptozoologist and cryptobotanist on Cryptid Wiki by rewriting the article with the original wording. Yeah, please. I, like one of these, the opening paragraph is straight up just from the Cryptonaut podcast tagline. That or Cryptonaut stole from them, which I doubt. With the quality of Cryptid's Wiki, I doubt. No, this is a this is a straight up and down plagiarism case right here. Right. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but mm. I was well, on the honor th- council th- in high school. We dealt with plagiarism. Mm. And this is why we. This is why we have MLA. Yeah, and APA in Chicago, and there is another site. Oh, there is cryptozoologycryptids.fandom.com or the Cryptid Wiki Ooh. with only 91 pages. And just, ooh, just atrocious to look at. I, the colors are bad. But it basically tells the exact same story. But it does talk about the Mount Vernon creature in relation to this. Mm. Uh, between the years of 1941 and 1942, there was a string of similar sightings in the small village of Mount Vernon, which is, ironically, less than 40 miles away from Enfield. Is that ironic? I think 
people who use fandom wiki sites should stop using the word ironic because I don't think they know what it means. So, quick question. Are they saying that Mount Vernon is 40 miles from uh, Enfield in Virginia? Or are they trying to insinuate that Mount Vernon in Washington, D.C. is 40 miles away from Southern Illinois? Oh, this article might not know where Enfield is. This article might not know where Enfield is. <laughs> if I was told about an Illinois town, I, all of today while I was looking up shit, I kept thinking, it's a Connecticut monster, right? It's not. There's another Enfield monster in Connecticut, but what? it's like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, someone's house got haunted in Enfield, Connecticut. Is that the Conjuring one? No, uh, well, maybe. I don't think it is. I don't know where The Conjuring takes place. (laughs) I've never watched it. But here's the thing, that's also not 40 miles away from Virginia. No, I don't. This is definitely talking about Anne Enfield, but none of the ones, not the Enfield in Illinois, not the Enfield we know and love. There is an Enfield, Virginia, okay. It's an unincorporated community in William County, Virginia. Oh, nice. Nice. Is there like a is there like another Mount Vernon that I don't know about? No, here's what that means. The the person who wrote this article, I don't think they know which Enfield the Enfield monster is from. No. But it was a leaping monster that terrorized look. I want to talk about this at some point. Oh, I love I love the 40s cryptids. You don't understand. 40s cryptids hit different. The field was so changed after like the 60s and Bigfoot. And after you after like that started to get popular and you started to see the monster craze really picking up and all that shit, I I just feel like it was so much more of like a grab bag. And not Not in the way that, like, before where, like, it could have been anything, but a grab bag in the sense of everyone was grabbing for it. I'm not using grab bag correctly. It's just everyone was trying to cash in on it. It kind of felt like, and (laughs) I really am being like, man, I was into cryptids before they were cool. It was a free-for-all. Exactly. Like, the thing is, before then, you had people reporting shit, maybe to get famous, but, like, it came off just as more, like, good-natured townies and city folk encountering weird shit more than it did, like, I have seen something and I would like you to report on it. No, no, no. Other people have seen it. Other people have seen it. Like, hoaxes were less readily doubted and also, like, less easy to do, mate. I don't know. Maybe a hoax was a hoax was almost easier to do, but I kind of feel like with just like how gullible a lot of people are, you could really just like put up a sign and just sit done. I I've done my I've done my propaganda now. <laughs> the hoax is complete. Meanwhile, now they're like, do you have a YouTube video of it? Oh, you do. Well, that could be faked. Like, no, the not proof? even uh, people. People look at like really dumb looking fucking YouTube videos and be like, oh my god, it's real. The amount of videos that are, like, so clearly edited, but they're, like, a giant in the storm. Oh. <laughs> that aliens are real. Look, I saw one 
on a cloudy day. Look, you can see the thing that's like clearly photoshopped in. Look, this old man made a, a video tribute to the to the weird little trick-or-treater that comes by his house every year in the middle of April. <laughs> here's here's my final question. Is it possible? Because April and October are exactly six months apart from each other. And this happened at the end of April. Is it possible the Enfield monster just got really confused and thought it was Halloween time? Oh my god. Dude, I don't think we can rank the Enfield monster on dateability. I... Okay, what would you rank it on? Pity ability? For, for some reason, I just get the impression the Enfield monster's like... Young. Too young. <laughs> I get a distinct like, child vibe from this, and I'm not comfortable with I, associating that form of attraction or anything. I, I would say pity to, like, ability. All short Sympathy. We're seeing right now. The short phobia I'm seeing on this on this podcast right now. Dude, I'm shorter than you. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I agree with you. I wasn't gonna rank this thing on dateability. I was just trying to find something I could. Uh, Sympathy. A lot of people want to capture it to be a pet, but I don't want to. I don't like pet ability. No. I'm not. I'm not about that. Come on, you keep it in a cage in your own home. Disgusting. Despicable. Let the animal monster free. House guest ability. Ah. Uh... How likely are you to let it use your bathtub to get all the mud off of it? Yeah, I feel I feel like invitability is maybe the the way to rank this creature because it's what we yeah. can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you let it into your home on a scale of one to ten? Would you let this creature into your home? <laughs> I think I'm gonna actually do this in terms of a percentage chance. I think there's about maybe a. 25 to 30 percent chance that if this thing came knocking at my door that i'd let it in and that's partially because i live in a house with other people mm-hmm. and i think that, that all of them would be clocking at a solid zero <laughs> what carter sees it and just it's done it's over with evicted you didn't gone. even get to come into the house and you've been evicted gone absolutely um so yeah i think if i was the only person home and it wasn't at night my i'm trying to think here because normally i play the the comic to your straight man but i don't know what that means but you don't know about like the two traditional comedy rules there's the straight I, man I who's like know, the serious I don't know what one. The straight means. <laughs> the straight man is like the one who just the flat one, the the dry one, who you bounce the comedy off of. You think I'm flat? No. <laughs> no, no, no. It means it mean, as a straight man, you like take <laughs> the thing seriously. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, your your friend is like the absurdist. Okay. And my thing is, with every other creature, I've been like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Bring this boy into my life. I'm going to let's get railed. But (laughs) if we're talking about hostability, I am definitely more of like a one night stand type person with these cryptids. What What a transactional relationship you have with them. 
Do you even I, appreciate them? I, Do you listen, cherish them? Listen, I think admittedly, I think we both know on both sides, the relationship is just unsustainable. I, I'm busy with school. They have lives of avoiding the paparazzi. To do, like it would just never work out. They could never stick you? in one place. And I need that. How dare you? They ghost me. Okay. That's why I don't want to talk about ghosts. They ghost me. Oh. That's how it goes every time, Cass. You don't understand. That's so awkward for you. It's terrible. Every time I think it ends on a fine note. But anyway, if we're talking about like host value, just this creature is in my home. My thing is definitely how long? Here's here's my thing. Because I don't mind roommates, but it has to pay rent. I would say for just a short while, because, you know, in, in Casa de Cass, if this thing is coming in, you know, it's going to take a bath. That's the first thing it's going to do, obviously. Right. And then, yes. you know. It'll it's... be like that fucking scene in Howl's Moving Castle where Sophie is trying to clean the bathroom. <laughs> and That's then, how you know, it's going to look afterwards. I'll make it some hot chocolate. Have you ever done the Tim Tam Slam? The what? So there are the, the Tim Tams, the, the Canadian little chocolate dipped wafer I don't know things. what those are. Yeah, oh I've, my I've God. never heard of those. You've been deprived. But Not anyway, really. I don't. I don't think so. So you, so you make hot chocolate. You right. get one of these little chocolate covered wafer cookies. You bite the corners off. You bite the opposite corners off. You drink the hot chocolate through it, and then once the wafer gets too soft, you throw it back and you eat it in one bite. Is that I, why people put wafers in their hot chocolate? I don't know. But I think the engine monster would be a pro at the Tim Tam Slam. But no, I don't think I don't think the Enfield monster would be spending more than a few days at my house. I do not know if I could live with the Enfield monster for longer than ten weeks. I it, I just get the impression that this is not a good roommate. One academic term, right? Like, first of all, it's always involved in other projects. I mean, look at the paper. This this dude is like your STEM friend, you know, the one who's never in the room, but is like always up late working on some sort of fucking PhD paper. Like, bro, we're still working on our batch degree. Like you don't, you don't have to defend a thesis until much like, listen, I got to get it out. I get like everything about this. Just, I don't know what it is about the infield monster, but it just screams engineering student to me. Maybe that's oh it. I don't know no. if I could live with an engineering student. How dare you how dare you disrespect their taste? They're te- definitely a sew-in major. <laughs> no, definitely no, I so think in. no, I think that was the Enfield Monsters humanity credit. I this is what I think that was. No, no, no. They're definitely writing their comps on like social hysteria. They're doing an ethnography project. Like they're coming to all the events. I think I think that the Enfield Monster, it's gotta be like a minor, or this is its second major. I, I refuse to believe it would solely commit to so Anne. A creature like that, that's just what engineering majors look like. I just don't think this creature's ethical enough to be a so Anne major. Yeah, that's fair. Uh. I think I think we are actually looking at like what came before Elon Musk. I think this is like the genetic pool that Musk comes from. <laughs> this is the XAEX12 ah! prime. 
What is it pronounced Michael or Sasha? I can't remember. It's one of those two. What? Yeah, you want to talk about the real fucking cryptid? What? Whatever that kid is about to evolve into during puberty. <laughs> when the kid gets in the chrysalis, let me know and I'll get out my video recorder. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, next episode we discuss Elon Musk and Grimes' kid. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, we will see you next week. Oh, Yeah, see you next week with whatever uh, weird cryptid that comes up next time. And we can only pray that it actually fits into a fucking category. And maybe we can get some better academia on it. Thank God for this one. Cryptozoologists, engage with your fellow academics. Yes, they make fun of you and bully you. But have you considered it's because you deserve it? As always, we love you. Goodbye. Hi there. Jude with you once again for the outro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide. I really love the weird ones, so if you've got a weird cryptid, please put it in the hashtag, hashtag ACSGCast, or tweet it at us, at ACSGCast on Twitter. If you give me weird ones, I swear to God, I will talk about them. If I can find something that absolutely disgusts Cast from just the name, that it has to go in the show. That's basically my rule. And the benchmark for me now is trying to get Cass to cry in the show from, from sheer disgust and loathing. That's that's my next goal post. And oh, if I can hit that, I, I will never stop thanking you guys. But frankly, I'm never gonna stop thanking you guys because we're already over a hundred listeners. I've tried to record this outro so many times and just the delight from, from having such an audience is really getting to me. I, my, my ego is easily, <laughs> easily, uh, done in and burgeoned. I I can feel my muscles radiating with the power of so many listeners. So please continue sharing with your family and friends. Uh, we've got we've got an Apple podcast uh, listing. We've got uh, listings on Spotify, and you can always find the show uh, posted on our Twitter at ACSGCast. Now I'm really going to encourage you guys to listen in on next episode. Uh, not to say the show hasn't been good so far, but it really does get better with every episode. And next time around, we've got a lake monster on deck. Or on dock. And the lake monsters... Well, let's just say you won't want to miss our aquatic friends whenever they come up. So, please listen in next time, because, ooh, what a doozy it will be. See you around. Thanks again.